Good morning, I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyber space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Well, good morning, everybody. This is Alive. Uh, you are listening to a recorded introduction of this show. And uh, I'm hoping that we have a bunch of new folks out there that maybe have not heard the show. That's the way you grow. Uh, we try to get better and bigger, and we try to uh, help more people uh, with this car buying experience, this car leasing, maintaining, repairing experience. And uh, you old uh, listeners, I don't mean chronologically, but the ones that have been with us faithfully for a long time, how many of you have been, I just, I'll ask this question of our older listeners, is anybody listened to us back in the day when we had a half hour show uh, on Seaview Radio. That was when we started. Uh, Nancy and I founded this show. And uh, and uh, that's a long time to be uh, listening. I'd love to. Um, we probably don't have any, but <laughs> that's a long time. But anyway. We had uh, no shenanigans, Jonathan. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But anyway, here we are two hours now, a different owner, different station. And... Uh, but we've pretty much been continuing. We, we were off the air for about a year and a half. Uh, that's another story. That's another show. And uh, we won't get into that now. But new listeners, you found something I think you're going to like. Uh, you older listeners, the ones that have been with us for a while, we look for you to spread the word because you are really the essence of the show. You're kind of like the spice, the incentive. Uh, you get us feeling, um, what's the word, worthy Maybe, maybe even important. Uh, we know that when we help people, it's a good feeling. You feel that way, don't you? When you help somebody out. And that's why we're here. Rick Kearney, sitting in my right here in the studio. You know Rick, he's uh, you regulars. Uh, one of the most uh, uh, informed, articulate uh, people on uh, automotive uh, computers. I mean, I, I used to say mechanics. I used to call him a mechanic and now and now he's a computer scientist. Uh, he is really, uh, really knows his stuff. And uh, cars are better today by far than they ever were, but they're also far more complicated. Uh, I mean, it's getting to the point now where it's gonna be, the layperson won't be able to understand anything about a car. Uh, back in the day when Rick got started and uh, I got started, he could pop a hood, look underneath the hood, and pretty much figure out what was going on. I mean, it was pretty basic. You had a gasoline making an explosion and driving the pistons that were uh, driving the drive shaft and uh, pretty simple. And uh, even uh, uh, you could, if you wanted to get a little study, figure everything out. Today, uh, you open the hood if it's got a hood. <laughs> and if it has an engine, you know, it might have a battery. Uh, and basically, you're, you're, you're riding around in the computer if you're, if you're in a really modern car. So, 
I don't blame you for being confused. And as I say, you make the show. You folks out there have cars that are, uh, you have questions about. You know, it might be just about some of the bells and whistles. When you buy a car today, uh, I'm going to take a wild guess, uh, at least a third of the, of the bells and whistles, you're not sure where they are or what they do. So if you have questions about that, you can call Rick Kearney, and our number here is 877-960-9960. Again, the dial-in number, I call it old-fashioned. <laughs> I don't think of it that way, but it is. 877-960-9960. You got a squeak, rattle, or roll? Call Rick. Uh, you think you may have something serious, but you're not sure. You're afraid to go into the shop because uh, they're going to say it's going to cost you $1,000 or a lot of money. Uh, if you have these fears, safety especially, give Rick a call at 877-960-9960. Now, we have a text number, and if you're driving, you don't want to be writing any of this stuff down. Uh, if not, make a note of it. Our text number is 772 497-6530. Now, uh, my son, Stu Stewart, is running a little late this morning, and I love live radio. I'll be honest with you. Where the hell are you, Stu? I mean, you know, we're on, we're on the air. <laughs> Drive carefully. <laughs> and uh, Stu monitors our text and our anonymous feedbacks. So I'm getting to anonymous feedback. So if, if you're sick of the anonymous feedback, uh, we'll get to it when Stu comes comes into the studio, and that address is youranonymousfeedback.com, Y-O-U-R-A-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S, you know, anonymous, feedback.com. And the cool thing about that is uh, you just, we don't know who you are. You know who we are, obviously, <laughs> and, you, and you go to that URL, that website, and you uh, type in your question, comment, criticism, uh, you know, insult. Uh, I got an insult uh, recently. Uh, someone was mad at me because I'm wearing a mask and uh, said that I was a socialist. You know, I'm not a socialist. I'm a, I'm kind of a capitalist. I'm kind of a, you know, uh, I, I guess anything, I, I, I'm more into a free enterprise and I'm not into socialism, but that's okay. That's the nice thing about anonymous feedback. Call me anything you like. Now, if it's, if it's uh, you know uh, obscene or profane, I might have to edit it a little bit, but not the meaning. Rick, you got a comment? Yeah, to me right now, masks are kind of like uh, if you go back to the fifties, the forties and fifties, uh -huh. when every man wore a hat. Think about it. <laughs> okay. I hope you're wrong about that. But every <laughs> everybody wore a hat. Yeah, but we like hats now, because it makes us look good. I mean, yeah. a mask. We don't. I, I hate this but mask. It, you hate the mask. But you're wearing it out of respect. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Or and or just like wearing shoes. If you walk into a store <laughs> barefoot, yeah, they're going to tell you, no, I'm sorry, you have yeah. to go put shoes on yeah. for health and safety reasons. Yeah. Well, right now because of this situation, yeah, these are a health or safety deed. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah, we have, we have to be careful about getting into these types of issues yeah. because uh, there, there are certain things that divide our country, and uh, yep. and you got to respect the fact that that there are people that are politically uh, different and there are people that are socially different, they're culturally different. We're, you know, diversity is what makes America great. So you've got to appreciate and respect the diversity and the difference of opinion. Uh, you don't have to agree with it, but I think you should respect it. And I think part of the problem we have now 
with trying to get people to come over our way of doing things is because we don't respect the rights of those who choose to do something else. And uh, let's yeah. face it, whether you're, let's just talk politics. I don't want to talk politics, but it's an example. If you're a Democrat, you, you, you think the Republicans are nuts. If you're a Republican, you think the Democrats are nuts. And that's what makes America great. Just respect the Democrats if you're a Republican, and respect the Republicans if you're a Democrat. Anyway, I, I'm, 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 I'm off on a tangent. Yeah. So Let's we want to call, cars. we want to talk about cars. If you have an issue with your automobile, any questions about uh, repairing, maintaining your vehicle, it's Rick Kearney, 877-960-9960. Now to my left is Nancy Stewart. Uh, if there is anybody out there in the audience that was with us uh, from the very beginning of CV Radio when we were only on for 30 minutes 20 years ago, uh, this lady sitting to my left here, who is also my wife, uh, she's a co-founder, and she was there uh, half an hour. You know, half an hour seemed like a long time, didn't it, Nancy? Oh, I mean, it did. We, sometimes we would sit in there and weren't even sure yeah. that anybody was out there when we started out. In fact, one week, you're not going to believe this, it just popped into my mind. Uh, one week, we were doing a half-hour show, and we found out after the show, there was no show. <laughs> We've been up there babbling into a dead mic, and there was a technical difficulty, and uh, it was probably one of our better shows. Oh, here's two. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, Nancy Stewart, uh, she is a, a, a stalwart a feature of this show, and she has been almost single-handedly responsible for building the female constituents of the show from uh, zero. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't think we ever had a female caller at the beginning. And now we're, we got a lot of them. In fact, some of our very, very best uh, callers uh, or texters, uh, Anne-Marie Delgado pops into my mind, and uh, she'll be probably on our text sheet when we get to, to that part of the show. But anyway, uh, let me introduce Nancy Stewart, uh, who is... Uh, uh, as I say, the co-founder, and uh, she's uh, the woman advocate, and she has something very special for you new listeners, if you're female, listen to this, this is no BS, this is real, and offer to encourage you. Nancy, it's all Good yours. morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Earl Stewart on Cars this morning. Thank you for joining us. And I am here to remind the ladies that uh, we do have $50 for the first two new lady callers. So take advantage of that. It's a win-win situation. We'd love to hear from you, your opinion, your voice, and uh, uh, what you might uh, have as far as a question is concerned. And that question being uh, about leasing, buying, uh, everything everything on earth or just say hello right i mean we want to know you're out there that's that's yeah. a, when it's kind of like that a priming too. the pump when a woman calls a show other women hear you and you inspire others to call yeah exactly it's uh you know a chain reaction so to speak we're also here to remind you that uh it uh, you don't need to let the car dealer dictate the game plan uh, your voice must be heard and you must be in control and you must, uh, well, hopefully encourage, I'll use the word encourage, that car dealer uh, to uh, play by your rules, not his. So uh, there's a lot of reasons I sit in this chair and I certainly hope I can answer uh, some questions. And of course, uh, Rick and Stu 
and Earl, uh, they they have a lot of answers, and uh, I, I just appreciate everyone being here. I'm not going to ramble. we got to get to a show. We've got a mystery shopping report, and we've got uh, a lot of uh, questions, and we got YouTube, we got Facebook, we got it all. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And don't forget, youranonymousfeedback.com. There you can let loose, <laughs> as I call it, and that is, is <coughs> excuse me, youranonymousfeedback.com. Now back to the recovering car dealer. And by the way, we prioritize our phone calls, the 877 number, 877-960-9960. Nancy monitors that on her computer screen. And uh, we do text, we do anonymous feedbacks, uh, we, do fa- uh, we do YouTube, and Rick Kearney monitors our YouTube channel, and we're on Facebook. Uh, Stu monitors Facebook. He also monitors our regular text number, 772-497-6530, and uh, your anonymous feedback. So you know, we got people watching all the sources of input from you, uh, and we try to get it to as quickly as possible. But because we like the human voice, and we like the personality that comes across in the audio that you can't get in a text or anonymous feedback. And uh, we have some regular callers that we just feel like we know personally. In fact, we do know them personally. Uh, interesting thing about the digital age, uh, this sort of thing is, uh, you know, you make friends uh, by video and audio. So we've, we've made a lot of friends on this show through our 877 960 We have only three or four lines, so sometimes people call and we get jammed up and you get a busy signal, uh, or you don't get a busy signal. That's a problem. Uh, our, we, we've had problems with a busy signal. So uh, if, you, if it rings and rings and rings, it's not because we're ignoring you. We're really trying to get to you, but we have other calls. Nancy? Uh, we're going to go to our first female caller from Sunrise. Wow. Uh, thank you for your patience. Welcome. Good morning. Hi. Hey, I had a question about leasing or buying. Um, I have my car, and I haven't had a car payment in ages, and I'm thinking of either leasing or buying, and I'm not sure what your thoughts are on what's the best thing to do nowadays. Is it better to lease? Is it better to buy? What are your thoughts? Before Earl chimes in, or Stu, or Rick, uh, my advice is uh, is so important for you to do your homework, and depending upon the circumstances, uh, that's mm-hmm. uh, that that's the decision uh, that is major right there. Your circumstances, whether you would lease it or whether you would buy the vehicle. I'm going to turn the mic over to Earl Stewart. Yeah, I, what is your name again, please? I missed it. Yvonne. 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 Uh, <coughs> Uh, that is one of the most common questions, and it's a very good question. Uh, I get asked that uh, more than any other single thing that comes up. Uh, it's an uh, important question. Leasing can be the better way to go, and or buying can be the better way to go. Uh, there's no simplistic answer. Oftentimes, I say, rule of thumb, you should buy the car because you're less likely to be taken advantage of by an unscrupulous car dealer. Uh, Buying a car is more transparent. Leasing uh, is very complicated, and there are a lot of variables. 
and variables and complication works to dealer's advantage. But if you, as Nancy says, do your homework and you are understanding the uh, various components of a lease, uh, you can uh, get a better deal, a better price uh, when you lease. Manufacturers and dealers will sometimes incentivize leasing. Uh, they like to lease cars. One reason, because they make a lot more money. And that's what you don't want to have happen to you. But another reason is, you come back to a dealership that you leased a car from because you have to. You have to return the car. Or you have to come back to the manufacturer's dealer. It could be a different dealer, but of the same make. And that gives the manufacturer and the dealer another chance to lease or buy, sell you another car. And um, Yvonne, uh, there was uh, there's such a list that uh, you know pertains to this leasing and this purchasing, and something that's really overlooked an awful lot. You know, that's the amount of miles that you are going to drive in a leased car, and what you're going to be charged for those miles. And especially if you go over those miles. So that's just like a, a little snippet. And like I said, there's a list. So knowledge is definitely power. Your circumstances, uh, whether you drive long distance, short distance, your work, uh, whatever it might be. And it's definitely worth sitting and doing your homework to make an executive decision. Uh, I believe that Stu has something to add to that. Yeah, um, right now during these crazy times, I don't know if you're how aware, aware you are of the inventory shortages uh, with car dealerships. Yeah. So um, most manufacturers are, are pulling back and reducing um, cash incentives by quite a bit. We had some cash incentives uh, lowered for Toyota um, uh, that's coming up this month. Uh, but the leasing and finance programs uh, have tended to stay uh, roughly um, constant. And so the, the incentives are better. So the trick is and I, here's my advice, negotiate a, an out-the-door purchase price um, and then let the dealer or the salesperson know that you'd like to use that price and apply it to, to the lease with zero money uh, out of pocket just to get a baseline. Um, so they have pretty good programs. The problem is uh, most dealers, and you're going to find out if you listen to the whole show today, um, are overcharging now. Um, they're, they're right to charge for higher prices because you kind of have to. If there's not enough cars, they have to you know, maintain their business, but a lot of them are getting very greedy. So if you can negotiate a cash price and then ask them to, uh, to run a lease using the, those numbers, you should be pretty good. Hey, Yvonne, here's, a, here's something if we write this down. Uh, our blog, our EarlOnCars.com. I've probably written more articles on lease or buy than any other single subject. And uh, there's uh, all the information that you could possibly need. And uh, you're not going to be able to remember everything we talked about today. <laughs> but if you go to EarlOnCars.com and just use search and go to leasing, you will find uh, a dozen or more articles on that subject with the specifics that you need to cope with the dealers. And uh, what al was that? Uh, also, Yvonne. Earl, E-A-R-L, EarlOnCars.com. And also, um, Yvonne, uh, there's a tool uh, that you can print out. You can go to uh, Iran Cars, and it's an affidavit uh, that uh, I uh, decided to uh, put on. Is that on Earl Stewart Toyota or just Iran Cars? Iran Cars. Iran Cars. Yeah. Com. And it's an affidavit that I came up with, and it is uh, more or less how to seal the deal, how to get a final out-the-door price. And if you go there, you'll see my affidavit. 
and it certainly is worthy of printing out, putting in your back pocket, and going out there and, uh, well, slaying uh, the uh, dragon. So I hope that we've been helpful and uh, added to that. You won yourself $50. Isn't that great? Okay, I hope to hear from you by email and then I will get that check out. That is your contact information. Have a wonderful weekend. Awesome. Thank you, thank you. Have a great weekend. Thank you. 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Now back to the recovering car dealer. How are we doing on uh, text accumulation, Stu? Well, we can kick it off with Anne-Marie, as usual. Oh, good. Anne-Marie says, good morning. Autoblog has a story about a red squirrel <laughs> that stashed 42 gallons of black walnuts in every nook and cranny of a North Dakota man's Chevrolet avalanche. We don't have black walnut trees here in Florida, so we don't have to worry about walnuts in our engine compartments and fenders. But we do have critters out there that can make modifications to a vehicle. I like how she put that, modifications electrical modifications. Um, I was wondering, have you ever encountered anything similar? Animals hiding stuff or making other modifications and any vehicles coming through the service department? If so, what was it? And how can you keep the critters out of your vehicle? I'm going to turn it over to Rick because he, I mean, he has probably more war stories. <laughs> Just off the top of my head, it was like, it's a not a common, but a regular issue with uh, rodent intrusion into vehicles because they like to chew wires. But I'm going to Rick, Rick could write a book, but I'm not going to let him write the book now. <laughs> yeah. But let's uh, just give us a couple of the highlights. <laughs> One of the funniest ones, I opened up the air cleaner box on a, a car to just to check the air filter, and it was full of dog food. Where? In, in what part of it? In the air conditioner? The, the air cleaner box <laughs> under the hood for the air filter for the engine. It was full of dog food. Been like the a squirrel oh. had yeah. been, uh, I don't know, I, I didn't taste it. I, I wasn't hungry at the time. It was just after lunch. <laughs> But it, a squirrel had been stealing dry dog food <laughs> from this poor dog's bowl, <laughs> and it would run up through the air intake tube and hide them in the air cleaner box. So, uh, now, you obviously did some research on that, but when you saw it, what the, was the first thing that went through your mind? I mean, when you see <coughs> dog food inside of an air cleaner, what, did you po what could possibly cause that? I stood there with a blank look on my face <laughs> for about a minute, just just staring at it. I had no clue. Well, yeah, but you knew it was dog food. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. very obvious, just dry kibble, uh -huh. big chunks, too, and it was just like, <laughs> huh? Did you did you call uh, any colleagues over? Or? Oh, yeah, a couple. Uh -huh. of, yep. And then uh, nobody had... And we all just laughed about it when we realized what had happened. Uh -huh. It was it was hilarious. I, I never... You never told me about that. That is a... Yeah, that was so good. Tell me another one. Well, I have found um, palm tree nuts. You know how palm trees, a lot of them, the different varieties around here, yeah. will have those little nuts about the size of a, a big grape. Yeah, they're not, we'll find those stacked uh, up inside cars. Not coconuts, but a little yeah, bit of berry. Just the little yeah. seeds, yeah, palm yeah. seeds. Um, Same thing. Uh, yep. So, so they find the car's a hiding spot for critters yep. that are keeping a food stash, which means the critter is visiting the uh, food stash from time to time. Yep. Maybe when the car is moving, maybe now, not. Huh? The best one, this happened, uh, what, about uh, two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. Opened up the hood of a car, pulled it in the shop, opened the hood, saw something moving, 
and I had to get a pair of gloves on and grab a very young opossum <laughs> and carry him outside to let him go oh. because he had crawled up in on the engine and was hiding in that uh, he was terrified luckily right. he, he didn't try to nip me or anything you gotta do a YouTube on this I was gonna, <laughs> I said a book kiddingly but I think if you could just put together some of these things and do a what a three-minute uh, YouTube it just this is incredible what else We've got we've possums. We got. We've had at least Keith Hamill and the cat. Actually, we've had like <laughs> two or three now of kittens. Yeah, kittens. <laughs> that got. Uh, one of them was up in the uh, uh, grill area up by the radiator. <laughs> they had to take apart everything, right? We took apart, got the front of the car pulled apart, and finally rescued this little kitten. Uh. And he was quickly adopted by one of our uh, team members <laughs> there. I, at the I do remember. Yeah. I remember. I think that, we yeah. had the news came out yeah. um, and did a story. We've had we've actually had that happen a couple times. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, we just had another one about uh, a month and a half ago, and I believe it was a Scion XB, and the the kitten had gotten up on the rear axle housing, and was hiding up there, and we were able to get him down, and he got adopted by one of our that's great employees there at How the about dealership. Uh, snakes? Any snakes? Oh yeah, we have found snakes. <laughs> All right, what's the funniest, most embarrassing thing you found in someone's car? Dog food. All right. That you can mention Rick's, on the Rick's, air. Rick's blushing right now. <laughs> nope. Per personal effects are sometimes left in cars. All right. Well, here's here's one here's one that actually threw me for a loop. I open the trunk of this car. I'm going to check the pressure in the spare tire. And I look, and here is a. Z clear plastic Ziploc bag with a stack of cash that I kid you not was four or five inches oh. thick. Okay, you're digressing now. So we, <laughs> the Anne-Marie's question was about critters. <laughs> well, uh, this, it was my yeah, fault. I, I, this, I, one, I, this one was just yeah. sort of weird, but yeah. Yeah. it turned out it was fake movie money. Oh, okay. <laughs> now you mentioned, uh, to me, I would have guessed, I th first thing out of your mouth, I thought we were going to be rats. Because I hear more about uh, Rats and mice, well, rodents. We, yeah, we hear about them more. Yeah. Um, and rats and mice actually will get into the car, too, because one of their favorite entrances is where the fresh air intake is for the air conditioning. Uh -huh. And as soon as they crawl in through that space, the first thing they find is the, the nice white filter for the uh, cabin filter. Uh -huh. And it's this soft, fibrous material, so they chew it all up and make it into a nice little nest. Yeah, what's not to like about that? I yeah, mean, except then it goes yeah. right down into your blower motor, yeah. and quite often they'll make a nest in that blower motor, and I've even found nests of babies in there. Anne-Marie, I hope you're listening out here, because as usual, uh, she's not only uh, one of the most amazing women callers we have, she's the most amazing caller, period, and I can't remember the last time she didn't have and an uh, intriguing, interesting subject to everybody, Intent. including us here in the studio. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> I think she just opened up a whole new category <laughs> of, uh, uh, of questions for discussion. Questions. What is, what, your listeners out there all over the, from Bali to uh, North Dakota to, uh, we have l people all over the world listening to the show, tell us about the most unusual critter of any kind that has ever interrupted your usage of your car in some way, shape, or form. Love to hear from you on that. Thank, yeah. Thanks, Rick. And I'm serious about the YouTube. you got to do a YouTube <laughs> on those. Absolutely. And Anne-Marie, please uh, let us know whenever uh, your uh, book, uh, your latest book, 
and no one uh, no one knows that do they Anne Marie's writing a book oh cool uh, we're going to get a text back oh, from man. her and this is uh, one of the most uh, interesting questions and as you said Anne Marie has one every single week so I hope you didn't mind me well We'll give your book a good plug. But I, that, that'd be a that'd yeah. be a great that'd be a great book for you. Yeah. Okay. And uh, speaking of books, uh, you know all about Earl's book, and I'm going to reach for it uh, right here, and uh, put it up to the camera and let you know that it's Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer, and uh, this here has a you know a lot of information in it. And not only does it have a whole lot of information in it, uh, but uh, all the proceeds go to Dig Big Dog Ranch and 100% of the proceeds. Uh, so this here is an investment that would go on your bookshelf for uh, anyone, uh, down to your grandchildren, uh, great-grandchildren, uh, everyone, your children. And uh, it's just an amazing book. And uh, he's work Earl's working on his new book yeah. uh, that'll be coming out. Uh, well, I'm it'll, half, it'll I'm, be coming out. I'm halfway through it. I, we're just, I, just, I have a, a ghostwriter, and uh, he's interviewing me, and we're doing the. Uh, he's, he, he can put things together and, and uh, edit and control things better. And I'm just babbling. So this I've been babbling enough heavy. now for about half the book. This book's heavy. Should I put it down, Jonathan? Hmm. Okay. Okay, the audience obviously. I think we're thinking about calling it redemption of recovering car dealer. Yeah, are you? Yeah, okay. redemption of recovering car dealer. That'll be that'll be. Oh, I got it nailed, uh, Jonathan. Uh, that'll be an interesting time. I remember sitting on the couch and like all of us here, and uh, just uh, proofreading that over and over again. I have it memorized. Ladies and gentlemen, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530, where Stu will be picking up those texts, and, of course, Rick will be taking care of the YouTubes. I want to remind everyone about Earl's Vigilantes. Um, You definitely uh, don't have to uh, be able to take a... That's my cue. You you don't have to uh, take a... Well, you don't have to be an auto expert. Um, but you can definitely help us out, and uh, Earl has uh, that beautiful hat that Stu designed, and uh, it's a nice hat. You By can, Stu Stewart. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, you can uh, get, you'll have that sent to you. We're working on shirts, and uh, not only uh, can you help us out, uh, we can't reach everyone, uh, but you can help out the people in your community. Uh, and uh, go to Earl's Vigilantes, and uh, as we all know, we're tired of car dealer dishonesty. So help us out. Go to earlsvigilantes.com. That's what I look like in the picture. I'm looking at myself <coughs> on the uh, iPhone here, and I look like... A vigilante. A vigilante. This yeah. is a stick-up. And just see if it's folks It's time know. for you to say, say it. Uh, hands up. We don't know. Well, anyway, folks, it's a French bulldog oh. <laughs> with a cowboy hat talking on the phone. She's talking about, we're watching House of Cards again, and she's talking about Francis and House of Cards, and she wants me to say, now who's your daddy? That's okay. one of our favorite lines. Who's your daddy now? Now. <laughs> okay, uh, enough of this. We are going to go back to the phones where Buck has uh, been holding from Hope Sound. From Good Hope morning, Depot. Buck. <laughs> Good morning. How we doing? Well, thank you. 
Well, just so you know, I'm not calling about that extra car today. This is more uh-huh. of a mechanical thing I need to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that you usually uh, talk about. Okay. <laughs> well, that's what I usually talk about, getting that extra car that you guys might need, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny, but I need to I need to speak to that, that world mechanic, the number one mechanic there about something. He's listening. Rick is his name. I'm, I'm right here. Okay, Rick, I'm sorry. I have a situation yesterday that I went to start up my truck, and uh, it went turned over for a couple times, and then eventually it looked sound like it was going to run out, and so I stopped. So I got I jump-started my, my truck. It's a Ford F-150. And, um, and so I went to work, and then eight hours later, my truck started up. I uh, went to the gym. Uh, my truck started up, you know, a couple stops, and then overnight, I went to get out this morning, and it sounded like it wasn't going to, it wasn't even uh, going to uh, start. It started going tick, tick, you know, clicking noise. So then I just got it jumped again. Okay. Uh, I went I went to the um, uh, automotive uh, battery place, and they checked it out. They said the battery is good. So I'm just trying to find out what I need to on. Uh, you got one of two things going on. Either their tester was incorrect and your battery is starting to fail, which depending on the age of it, that's a pretty common thing. Or you might have what's known as a parasitic draw. Which oh, God, that sounds scary. Yeah, yeah it, it does. Oh. It sounds like a medical condition. Well, I, I, would, I would give palpitation. The, you know, the, the service advisor says, I'm sorry, Mr. Stewart, but you've got a parasitic draw. You, you have a parasite. <laughs> I'd be worried if it was a doctor. Told you know what that sounds like? That sounds like a paronychia great toe bilateral. Oh, if anybody Lord. can tell me what I just said, please call in. 877-960-9960. going to have a bunch of doctors calling now. Back to the question, right? The okay. Uh, what happens is modern vehicles with all the computers, they always are using a little bit of electrical power from the battery, tiny little bit, but sometimes one of them won't shut off properly or some other part of the truck will actually be drawing electricity from the battery when it shouldn't and it's getting too much draw. It's like a, a light being left on. But what will happen is for a mechanic to diagnose it, we'll hook up an ammeter in connection in the battery to uh, see how much amperage is being drawn and if it's above a certain amount then we start trying to figure out what is staying on that's drawing that power. Well obviously it's a 2009 so it doesn't make any difference? <coughs> uh, not really because um, you know the electronics have been there's been so many electronics that for like the past 20 years now on vehicles that parasitic draw can come up almost any time uh, the first thing I would do is I would have another, a different place test the battery and make sure it's not just the battery itself. And if you come up and it says, yes, it's still good, and you charge the battery up real well, then I would go uh, find a shop and have them check for parasitic draw. Parasitic draw. Okay. I'm actually uh, just pulled into a, an auto center right now that uh, uh, I was getting ready to go in, but I'm <clears> glad I got yeah, Buck, they'll think you're really smart anyway, even if it's not a parasitic draw. If you, if you just look them there and just say, you know, I've been thinking about this. I, I got a hunch this might be a parasitic draw. 
you know, and that, that way, smart. you know, they look at you and say, this guy knows what he's talking about. We better not try to screw around with him. Yeah. Yeah. And unless they start having a, question, a conversation like, what do you think is causing the parasitic drug? Well, then he explains what Rick just explained to him. So, if, if, so if, Buck, Buck, if Buck remembers it. Yeah, Buck, tell us what happened. Uh, 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 call, call, call back maybe uh, today or next week and let us know. I want to see the reaction when you hit him with parasitic draw. <laughs> knowing, knowing this guy at the counter, he'll probably, he'll probably say the same thing. You probably should see a doctor about that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call, Buck. Thank you very much. I appreciate you guys. I really do. Thank uh, you. We appreciate you too, Buck. Quite a sense of humor. Okay, folks. Give us a call at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. I mentioned Earl's Vigilantes uh, earlier and how you could help us out, but I didn't mention um, the digital age and uh, choosing to buy a car, uh, uh, anything at all, lease a car in this digital age. There are some of us that really, you know, can't maneuver our way around the Internet, and you can be a huge help by volunteering uh, to help others in your community. So there, too, you can go to Earl on Cars and get all the information in order to help everyone in this digital age now back to Stu. Uh, i'm sorry uh, i think mm -hmm. rick has uh, oh we, we got a couple quick youtubes okay um first one well, let me do this one first from negan one uh in reference to our uh, critters in in cars he says i had a scorpion drop on me while oh, changing God. oil on my ford oh, raptor no. <laughs> talk about sliding out from under the truck and standing up in less than two seconds mm. this wasn't florida right this yeah. had to have been like no New actually he, he lives in arizona i was I gonna say so, southwest yeah yeah so he, we don't i can only imagine that. he's why is that up florida we got a lot of scorpions not, not like in the southwest i think they're more common oh, i mean yeah. i haven't seen i think yeah. i've seen one scorpion growing up as a kid in my yeah. entire life so uh yeah we we get them but they're small yeah. they, they're half an inch at the most yeah the big aliens and you know, like from uh uh-huh uh <laughs> the science fiction movies that's how it was. out there where okay. he's from in arizona they four five six inches they're big you, you Star, know, sharp, uh, starships trooper size uh -huh. I, I never realized how large these spiders uh, get uh, but uh, while our grandson was in the Air Force serving in Qatar uh, he would sh send me pictures of spiders spiders that were the size of um, camels uh, I can't even put it into context <laughs> but they could carry and this is I can back this up a they could carry beer. a human body from out uh, under a tent because um, they were in all the guys were in tents how many, and women how many spiders to drag them out oh uh, just one spider oh god <laughs> okay I'm so not those are there. those are big spiders yeah okay uh charles reeves is asking good morning all first time car buyer please help me solidify my car bearing car buying strategy in this fourth quarter climate do i wait until the end of this fourth quarter or is it better to wait until the first quarter of 2022? Godspeed. That is very particular. It I, is. I can advise on that. Um, it, the first quarter of, of uh, 2022 is going to look very much like the last quarter of uh, 2021, but it is improving. We're at right now um, at the nadir. We're at the, the bottom in the basement of the, of the situation. And we're going to slowly climb out of it. So we've gotten projections. So we get projections from Toyota on production. And... Um, we were told that uh, October was going to be very similar to uh, September, um, maybe a little bit better. 
mm. moderate improvement the next month and some more the following month. But then, literally two hours later, we got an email from Toyota saying that they are, with, they're pulling back vehicles from the allocation. So it remains a very fluid situation, and we've made various predictions. Uh, I think Earl's prediction still stands. The end of the year is going to be is going to be much better than it is right now. Um, but December and January are going to be very similar, and then we'll slowly climb out of it. Do you, you have basically the same take? Well, it's all relative, and uh, it's it's going to get the, the, when, when the when this uh, microchip shortage ends, and when it ends, it's going to end big time. It's going to end. Uh, it'll be a, a, a whiplash reversal. There'll be too many microchips. Just the way economies go. This is a worldwide issue and everybody, uh, China, India, United States, everybody is hustling to build a hell of a lot of microchips because there's high demand, low supply, prices are up and it always overreacts. And the longer you can wait, uh, the better the situation is going to be on availability and the lower the price is going to be. But uh, the fourth quarter of this year, as I predicted from the get-go, uh, is going to be hugely better. Uh, at the end of the year uh, is going to be a really good time. And there's, there's two things about the end of the year. Not only do you have the new models, the 2022s, uh, readily available, but you also have more availability. And uh, you can plan your purchase. Now, I give uh, you're a first-time car buyer. I'm going to give you... Uh, I was when I was doing my book interview the other day, uh, my new book. Uh, we were talking with the, the with the, my ghostwriter about. He asked me what was the what would I advise him is the very best way to buy a car. I said real simple. I said are you a Costco member? He said no. I said join Costco. Sixty five bucks, the best bargain you can ever have. Even if the nearest Costco is fifty miles away, uh, trust me on this. Now use a car, Costco auto buying program. And then go online and find the vehicle you want, your make model, and also find uh, the, the valuation. The, uh, what is, is it a good car or a bad car? Consumer Reports. Do all this online. You've got plenty of time. And then go to a dealer who is Costco certified and say, look, I'm not going to buy the car today. This is the car I want. I'd like to test drive the one. If you have one, if you don't have, that's okay. Uh, because I've done my research, and if you, if he doesn't have one, you look around till you find uh, somebody. Because you, you do want to drive the car sometimes between now and December, when you hopefully will be able to buy it. Say, order the car for me, and here I'm going to agree to buy that car from you when it comes in at the Costco member price. Now he'll say yes because it's no skin off his nose. I mean, he doesn't have to take a precious car out of inventory and he's selling a car that you're not going to be taking delivery on until December or whenever you say you want it. You say, I don't want it until January. Say, whenever you want it. But I want, when it comes in, whatever that Costco price is, I want to buy it. Costco contracts with all their members and the dealers. And the dealers are, if you're a Costco certified dealer, you must sell that car, a Costco dealer, less than you sell to anybody else. So if you're talking to a Honda dealer and he's selling Honda Accords, if he sold the Honda Accord at the best bargain price to Charlie that just came in last week, you're a Costco member. You have to buy it less than Charlie paid. So, Stu, you got a point? Uh, just one word of warning during this climate with Costco is um, so Costco requires the dealers to submit their pricing, and if the prices don't seem to fit within what they determine to be the right market value and be in the lowest one, they yeah. won't post it. 
So if you right now, there's a lot of vehicles that aren't even posted because Costco, in some cases, hasn't caught up to, to real market um, conditions. Yeah. In other cases, um, the, the Costco prices are higher than they were back in normal times. Of course, yeah. it's still lower than what you're going to pay. To yeah. any, any, now, I'm not saying else. buying it today. Right I'm saying buying, buying oh, yeah. it, making your plan for yeah, later on. Exactly, yeah. and then later on when the availability comes and all the cars will be listed like they normally are and you don't have to buy from any one dealer you can make a deal with one dealer and if he doesn't have that car on his Costco list you go to another dealer that does have the car on the Costco list so it's the simplest if you're not in a hurry you'll save thousands of dollars and it's the simplest approach and the caller is a first-time car buyer yeah. and uh, that's my advice. And if you if you detect the slightest bit of any malfeasance or or uh, shenanigans, you call Costco Auto Buying Program and you tell them what's going on because they will get involved on your behalf. Exactly. And you go to EarlOnCars.com. I've written columns on this very subject. The specifics are there. EarlOnCars.com. The column will be there. We got step and by step instructions. Exactly. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to add something that just came to me uh, uh, during the week. Uh, I was looking this up. And I found that, uh, guess what, if you're sitting on two cars, if you're a two-car family and you can part with uh, the other car, the used car, go to webuycars.com. Wow. They are paying more than anyone yeah, else. Yeah, we buy, we buy any car We buy any car.com, and they're paying much, much more than we're uh, if you went to a car dealer or anywhere else, so check that out. And Carvana is another good one. Uh, Carvana, we can't say enough about Carvana. Uh, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Don't forget, I have $50 for the next new lady caller. $50, don't forget, ladies, you're a majority out there. Take advantage, $50. We're going to go back to the phones, and we're going to talk to Frank. Good morning, Frank. Well, good morning to you all there. Thank you. Your show triggers so many different memories. i got to share a couple of them. Oh, wonderful. Uh, you remember back in the old gasoline crisis when you could actually start following a tanker truck to some gas station to get <laughs> gas? Yeah. Yeah. I thought of that the other day when I saw a big tractor-trailer coming down with all Toyotas, probably from Jacksonville down 95 i said i wonder if anyone's following that to earl stewart's you know, car <laughs> if they did maybe one would be available <laughs> i know, I know. <laughs> well here here's um, a rick gurney question um and i think i hopefully will have a good uh, reply i had an outboard motor i'm trying to sell and a guy came over and we weren't really sure where the gas cans were and we got some fuel and once we started the motor up it ran for a few seconds but really smoked a lot and then um started again and it wouldn't idle it wouldn't something and i mean the, the outboard has 10 hours on it and the guy said well I, i'm not going to take it and left but the, the fuel he put in by mistake was diesel oh, oh no oh boy uh, is there any permanent damage done to that motor or no you know, just not permanent um okay. you're going to want to replace the spark plug and you're going to want to flush out the carburetor to fuel system on it flush it with good clean gasoline um, diesel fuel, really, the only big difference that it's going to have is it's got a lot more oil content to it than gasoline. It's a lot thicker. It leaves more oil residue. So that's why you're going to want to flush it out with gasoline a couple times, get it running, make sure you have some water hooked up to the motor because so you, you don't want to overheat it. 
you know, get it in some water so it can uh, keep itself cool and just run it for a while on the regular gasoline and I think you'll be fine. But uh, the only thing I really would replace right off the bat is get a new spark plug in there because that diesel can coat the spark plug and you won't get a good firing across it and it really has a hard time burning off. So uh, just a new plug for about, you know, 10, $12 and flush some gas through it. You should be all right. Well, that's great, great advice. Thank you. No yeah, problem. See, um, I learned that when my daughter put diesel in her in her Rav Four. So, yep. Oh, okay. Hmm. Well, we haven't done anything like that yet. <laughs> um, and, and since we're in Jupiter Farms, uh, I got a couple of cr- cr- um, critter deals for the vehicles. Oh, I bet. You probably uh, got all sorts of bobcats. Well, oh. well <laughs> the, the funny thing when my, when my mom passed away, her Cadillac kind of set. Um, around for a while and so I popped the hood oh my goodness you couldn't hardly see the motor oh, no. the, the rats had brought in so many leaves and so much stuff <laughs> that it was just incredible and they actually somehow meandered back to the trunk and um, there was little droppings all over I don't know how they get from one end of the car to the other but obviously they did and um, so the, the term rat motor was very appropriate for that General Motors car. Oh, okay. I see what you did there. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I and, and one other critter thing. Well, actually, there's two. But another time I come home and I notice on my pickup truck the, the windshield wiper is, like, pulled away. And, like, the event that it was um, someone was messing around. And I go, wow. And then I noticed all the plastic around the trim of the windshield was chewed away. The wipers were, were semi-destroyed. I go, what went on in the middle of the day? And so when we pulled, um, played back the security cameras, um, the buzzards came huh. down and were attacking the pickup truck for <laughs> oh, one reason. Wow. And picking it at the uh, windshield wipers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. But, yeah, the, the, between the hood and the windshield, that plastic was chewed away around the, the, uh, the window itself. They, I don't know what made them go crazy about plastic in that pickup truck. Maybe it was a reflector, you know, how you had that sunshade in there, too. They yep. saw themselves, in the, in the, and they were attacking other buzzards. But, anyway, that was a, a costly um, animal thing. Oh, yeah. Well, your, your question about the rats getting into places, remember, even your trunk is going to have different little air vents. But if you could imagine a gap that you could put your finger just, if your finger could literally fit just a little bit into a gap, a, a rat could get through it. They, their bodies are so flexible, they can squish through openings that it just the tiniest little space, they'll squeeze through it. Like a cockroach. Yeah. Yep. Like a what? Like a cockroach. <laughs> Well, one, one other old story from way back when I was in Miami. Um, we lived out in Kendall, and my mom worked at Baptist Hospital, and, and she had a 68 Cougar. I was born there. But anyway, that particular day, I found this big snake on the street. I think it was a coach whip or something, or Indigo, or whatever. Yep. And I just threw him in the trunk, and I forgot to take him out. This must have so been nice. So here she is driving to work, and in her rearview mirror, she sees a snake coming out over the back seat. Uh-huh. That's it your fault, dumb. Frank. I know. It, you it, did it that. Just made people squeeze <laughs> things through. Anyway. Great All stories. Right. Did you Frank. go home that evening, Frank? <laughs> I'm going to send you a, a cute little thing, uh, a cartoon you're going to love about dogs. It's going to be so appropriate. Okay, perfect. 
Thanks, Frank. All right, bye-bye. Thanks, Frank. I think I, I, think hey, I see my third book taking shape, Critters yep. and Cars. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll, stories, hey. stories from listeners hey. about Critters and Cars. <laughs> And then, well, yeah, we could we'll have the contest. I, but I got a question before we uh, get off uh, Frank's subject. Um, I always get questions from and uh, learn from our callers. Are, Rick, are, are all outboard motors carbureted? No. Because uh, I thought they maybe, can be fuel injected yeah, now. Okay, because you mentioned. Uh, Clean out the carburetor. It might yeah. be uh, clean well, out the fuel injector. Yeah, maybe, it could yeah. be fuel injected, but clean yeah. out the fuel system. Yeah, exactly. And bear in mind, also, a lot of them still are two-stroke, two-cycle. Yeah. So you've actually got gasoline and oil mixed sure. together. Exactly. Okay. Okay. I want to mention. Uh, I do have fifty dollars for the next new female caller, and uh, take advantage of that and give us a call eight seven seven before we run out of time eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. And uh, I, I don't know whether anyone knows this or not, but uh, you're probably wondering what kind of uh, big secrets that I'm sharing with the female audience and uh, when they call me during the week. Uh, but guess what? Um, the tips uh, that I give the ladies, surprise, it's the same tips I give men. It's just that when they walk into a dealership, they must, must let their voice be heard. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go to Bennett, who's in West Palm Beach. Good morning, Bennett. Hey, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. So my, my daughter is very interested in a forerunner. I'm not very familiar with the vehicle. Uh... Can we talk about it? And I noticed that they're very expensive. Is it because of the shortage of chips again or shortage of uh, used cars? Does it take premium gas? Is it a good vehicle? Can you talk about that? Yeah, yeah I can tell you a little bit about it. They're expensive, and um, they're always expensive. I mean, they, they typically, the MSRP is up there in the 40, 50, 60,000 range, and depending on the, the grade that you get. And But yeah, now everything is, is a lot more expensive. So uh, most Toyota dealers are selling uh, forerunners for over MSRP plus a lot of dealer fees. Um, it's a, it is a great car. It's been around with uh, Toyota forever. Um, it's I'm just I, I only have about three seconds to say this before I be, turn it into a Toyota commercial. But it was my favorite and still is my favorite Toyota vehicle. And when they make an electric one, I'm going to go back to it. <laughs> but um, they're highly reliable. They get great resale value and a lot of different options. And yeah, it's a, it's a it's a great SUV. Is it worth it to just? Is it should would we wait till the yeah. end of the year? Will they go down or yeah. are they expensive? We expect things, the prices to come down towards the end of the year. Um, as you'll save thousands of dollars, Ben. Yeah, just I mean, wait. Tell if, her you to go, wait. if you can wait, wait. You'll save a whole lot of money. Yeah. I wish my daughter was here so you could tell her that. You know. Yeah. Well, is if I mean, is she like has a situation where she desperately needs a vehicle now, or she um, can't doesn't have a car, or because if she has a car that's no, she does have. She has a good car now, but uh, she has a thing for the Forerunner, you know. Yeah, well, the Forerunners will be here in January and <laughs> in, in December, so that's that. Just yeah, try and try and lean on her. You you will sell, save her. I'm going to guarantee you at least a thousand, and but probably a lot more than that. It seems that uh, the used Forerunners are just as much as the new ones, unless it's 
just the different models that I was looking at. Well, now that's not a surprising thing to encounter. We, we were seeing that. Use, use cars that are priced more than, than new. But um, in, in normal times, that's not the case. Um, uh, you know, maybe a current model year used one might be a, a thousand or two less than a new one. But usually it, it's, a, it's a much better deal to get a late model used one because um, you will save a lot, a lot of money. And they do great. I mean, they do. They just they hold up really well, and uh, we just don't have problems yeah. with them. So there's no particular year that was better than the other. They're just very consistent uh, vehicle. Yeah, I think the current body style has been around for a while. I don't remember how many years. So you'd have to go back pretty far to find it um, one that's that was a, a different design. I think we're like in the six year. Now, does it run on premium gas or it depends on no. the model? No, no, just regular eighty-seven plus octane. Okay, very good. Yeah. And Bennett, uh, okay. you, you know, whenever you're in a situation, I'm not, uh, I, I don't know how old your daughter is uh, or how long she can wait for a vehicle, but we can advise them and hopefully they'll make the right decision. Uh, but uh, I feel pretty safe uh, in the uh, vehicles that we've mentioned. Yeah. And uh, both my uh, brothers drive them. And good, good luck. Well, she, she, I'm sorry, Nancy. She was looking at one at the Palm Beach Toyota. Uh -huh. and that you wanted to stop by your place. So maybe we'll just stop by your place uh -huh. so you could tell, uh, you know, the real deal. Yeah, yeah. sometimes, um, you know, I mean, you know, daddies and mummies and all that jazz. <laughs> I've been there, done that, still in that position, and uh, you give advice, and uh, they, you know, basically make their own decision. Uh, but uh, what were you looking at? Uh, again, I missed that part at uh, Palm Beach Toyota. Forerunner. The forerunner. Oh, the Forerunner? A Forerunner. Yeah. yeah, she was looking at a used one, uh, 2018 that had one, uh -huh. I believe. And, uh, yeah. you know, that's a four-year-old car. It's had a warranty already. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and in this climate, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, <coughs> I'd be... I'd be waiting if I had if I was driving a you know whatever right now, I'd be holding off on making a decision. Um, it may seem like a lifetime for her uh, to wait you know a few months, but boy, I'll tell you what, she'll be or you will be saving a whole lot of money. Very good. I'll let her know, pass it along, and hopefully one day we'll come by and see you guys. Thanks yes. so much. Thanks, Bennett. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you for being okay. part of the show. Have a great weekend. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I take a moment to thank all of you for being part of the show. We so appreciate you. Uh, we, uh, we enjoy your company, and please give us a call at 877-960-9960. And uh, we're going to go back to Stu. Okay, we had a couple of follow-up texts that came in. The first one came from Buck, who was at the dealership to check out his car with the parasitic draw. And uh -huh. His text said, just so you know... <laughs> The guy that I went to the counter to talk to about it actually told me I probably needed penicillin. <laughs> well, penicillin, penicillin does not work on parasites. You need, you need ivermectin. <laughs> All right. And then Anne-Marie followed up uh, with this a correction for Earl. Um, there, you know another Anne-Marie. Um, that's Anne-Marie Delgado. Oh, this I'm is Anne-Marie Delgado, and, she, and, and she's not writing a book. But oh, she wants to write, oh, she wants she's to write not? a book. Okay. Right, so I'm hoping that your, your, your writing of the, your second book will inspire Anne-Marie to get off your butt and write your book. If you want yeah. to write a book, do it. Yeah. You only live once. That's what I've been telling Earl, for, and he finally started reading hey, writing uh, his book you, again. Isn't it amazing you know, for you to get that kind of advice? Let me ask you a question on the air. Wouldn't it be great if it was that easy? 
Wouldn't it be great if we, at our age, let me remind you, our age, if we were just sitting around and just doing nothing. God, I would entertain that. I'd entertain that one day a week, but that's not the, and for you to take Monday, Wednesday, and Friday and delve into this new book, whew, wow, it's a, it's a big job. You need to write a book about you on the mean streets of Pittsburgh. That's what, write a book about you living on the mean streets of Pittsburgh. That's what I want to learn about. Your book. Mean? Yeah, get started, Nancy. Mean? I'm looking at you. Yeah, you. Mean? The mean streets. Mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Did I you say, I I'm sorry. Know. I had to repeat that adjective over and over again. <laughs> mean, did you say mean? I thought you were saying, I can't tell with the mask on. <laughs> okay. Did you say mean yes, streets? the mean streets. <laughs> I, I, honest to God, I wasn't with the mafia. <laughs> but my grandfather was. Okay, I digress. 877 <laughs> And uh, I have entertained that idea several times, too, right. about writing a book. But <laughs> I'm afraid that, like my grandfather, I'd have to leave town. <laughs> so, at any rate, a little humor there. You can, use, your, you can use a uh, pen name. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, and Anne, Anne Marie also went on to say, by the way, Earl, in, in his new book, please add a chapter or a checklist on the ways to have a successful test drive, such as bringing a second person to test out all the seats, take notes, listen for squeaks, et cetera. Thanks, that's a great idea. Yeah, that, it is, yeah. That'd be a great blog, too. I think that'd be a good blogger as they, you know, just to wet their whistle before the book's ready. Exactly. You're all getting right. a lot of advice. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna interrupt uh, Stu when we're gonna go to one of our favorite callers, um, and he uh, he has been with us for a long time, and uh, that's John from Palm City. Good morning, John. Good morning to everyone. I call it the last hurrah. Manufacturers are going crazy. They figured it's all the end of the line for the gas-powered cars, and they're coming out with all special models uh, for 2022. Uh, Corvette is a collector edition coming out. BMW, a new model, uh, Porsche, a 911 Targa, Nissan is coming out again, reviving the 240Z. But the most interesting of all is Cadillac. For 2022, it's called the TTV-5. It's a sedan. It's 688 horsepower. It goes over 200 miles per hour. No. Turbocharged V16. V6, and it starts at 85000 but there's many accessories available, including carbon uh, brakes, and um, this is nothing new for Cadillac, believe it or not. Earl and myself were in high school, and in 1957, a Cadillac came out with a beautiful model, a four-door Eldorado Brome. It was a pillarless four-door. It had a brush stainless steel roof. It sold for $13,100 at that time. It had every possible accessory, 15 exterior colors, 45 interior combinations. It had inside a perfume atomizer, <laughs> silver tumblers for drinks that were magnetized, tissue dispenser, you name it. I'm it looking had at this picture of this thing. This everything is beautiful. Everything but the kitchen sink in it. And it had all the Cadillac accessories, <laughs> including a memory seat, and it had the suicide doors, if Earl can remember the car. Yeah. It opened like the Lincoln Continental, like the car that Kennedy was assassinated in. And uh, Cadillac is unbelievable to come out with a vehicle, 688 horsepower now for 2022. 
and turbocharged v, uh, V6 engine. So it's quite shocking, and um, it seems to me like the last, the last hurrah for the manufacturers of the gasoline engines. The problem I is the Tesla I'm driving problem. right now has got more horsepower than the Cadillac. I think that's what they're doing. I think these guys are starting <laughs> to feel emasculated. I know, seriously, when I was driving that Supra, everybody tried to try me on wanted to race me. I didn't race. But no, no one messes me. I get these muscle cars pull up in the Tesla, and they, they look at it, and they don't even try. Hey, John, is that, uh, was that the Cadillac that Elvis Presley bought? I remember, I mean, when he bought that Cadillac, it was uh, the talk of the town. It was, uh, I think it was red. Uh, was that the, was yes. that the model? Yes, that was one of them. He used to buy a lot of Cadillacs, if you remember, uh -huh. and he gave them away to people. <laughs> but this was the one, and you could distinguish it with the stainless steel brushed stainless steel roof on it and also on the side it had a combination of uh, polished chrome including even when you open up the doors but it was the top top of the line and people just forget about it and at the price of 13,100 supposedly Cadillac they, they lost $10,000 on that car but they wanted to get a publicity car out there I forget how many were made yeah. that windshield is really cool and and they were electrical nightmare, too, with all the accessories. It actually had to have two 12-volt batteries in it. But this new Cadillac that's coming out sounds very interesting. 688 horsepower. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. And, and uh, uh, John, you said that this is going to, uh, this will come out in 2022? Yes, 2022. You've started my way, interest. There's a rush already for some of these cars that I mentioned, including, you know, the collector edition, a new collector edition of the mid-engine Corvette. We all remember what happened to that when the first one came out in 2019. It sold for $3 million, body number one. So uh, the they, Johnson, they, they the, had to simulate the public and get sales from top collector people. Did that, John like Sloopy buy that? When he bought the first Supra, you remember that $2.1 million oh, yeah. for number <laughs> one Supra in January 2019. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. uh, John, what's the price tag on that uh, vehicle, uh, Cadillac, the Cadillac oh, yeah, that we're that talking about? Eighty-five thousand. Eighty-five how, how much? Eighty-five thousand. Eighty-five thousand. That's starting on it. But there's other accessories that you can buy, including the carbon uh, steel brakes in it, uh, and other accessories on top of that. So, well over a hundred thousand on it. Wow. Wow. Is that the XT5? Were they calling it? No, what no. CTV-5. It's okay. a sedan. CT okay, I got so, it, yeah. Yeah, I, I was thinking... Yeah, well, don't rush out and order one. Well, no, I'm, I'm not. Earl, I'm Earl not. is the one that orders the right car. I'm off fossil fuel now. That's the future. I, I was thinking... You, well, yesterday I passed by the uh, Tesla, and there's not one of them on the floor. The minute they put it on the floor, bingo, yeah. it gets sold. This is down in Palm Beach Gardens. Yeah. Unbelievable. Oh. oh, you were at the mall. No, yeah, let's see. Not yeah. one. Absolutely yeah. not one. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Yep. Well. A hot number. Unbelievable. As fast, he said, as they show one, as fast as they sell it. That fast. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And don't forget, again, that car is only made in one plant. It's made in California. But in Europe, it's made in China, and they've been shipping it to other countries. Mm-hmm. That's well, a good time so to be a car dealer. Just uh, a little history on Cadillac, which I've followed actually like Earl since I've been in school. I was always following him, and, and Cadillac was a first in many things like automatic, hydromatic, and oh, 41, yeah. 
first climate control in 1964. I could go on and on. Yeah. Synchro mesh transmission. Yeah. But it seems the original like Cadillac high-tech car. is leader of the pack now with the horsepower. Amazing. Yep. Well, thank you, John. I'll tell you what. I love, to I love talking to you because we're the same age and we remember the same stuff. And it's, uh, it's a lot of fun to go back uh, to those years. Thank you. And John, I come from a Cadillac family, so when I think of Cadillac, I think of my dad, and I'll tell you, he took great pride in his uh, car. And uh, the, uh, when I, I sit here now, sometimes uh, all these past memories, just uh, they just uh, come to me, uh, just out of the blue. Earl and I were talking about this the other day. Uh, but I think about my mom. Uh, she didn't drive. She didn't have a car. Wow. And here I am preaching to ladies. Wow, what a time it was. And Cadillac, wow. You couldn't have anything better. And like I said, my dad took great pride in his Cadillac. Rick? Yeah, John. Uh, Donovan had kind of came in with a quick comment there. He says, that's the CTV V, or CT5V yeah. Blackwing. And I'm looking at it right now. And I, really? Nice I got to take a look at that. Blackwing, that's the one. Yep. I'm going to have to take a look at that. Well, John, thank you very much. Uh, you, uh, you are, uh, you're the caller I like best because you're, I remember things that uh, uh, nobody else remembers except you and me. <laughs> well, call again. Call again, please. Thank you, John. Have a great weekend. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. I hope I'm not saying those numbers so fast or too fast. Um, and also, uh, ladies, you're going to run out of time. It's uh, by the clock, I think, about $910, uh, $50 for the next second new female caller. I think we're going to go to uh, 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 Rick. I think I see his card up. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, I just mentioned Donovan, and is I'm actually I have a couple here. Donovan and Guy Larrabee both have very similar questions. So I'm going to read Guy's first, then I'll read Donovan's. Uh, Guy says, China, through many joint ventures, is now the biggest EV manufacturer in the world. They are poised to repeat the Japanese invasion of the 70s. What do you think will happen in the U.S.? And Donovan says, Last week, Earl said he thinks moving to EVs at the consumer level is going to take 10 to 15 years. I was wondering why he thinks it's going to take so long and who's going to drag it out for so long. Personally, I think if it takes this long, there won't be much of a U.S. auto industry left. We need to be over 50% by 2030, and that might not be enough. The U.S. is so far behind, Europe has crossed the 10% mark, some countries it's already over 15%, and Norway is almost at 80% new car sales being EVs. Every month the percentage is going up a lot in Europe. We know how far China is on this. We need to get moving, yeah, we need to get moving on it faster than we are. EV sales are booming everywhere but the U.S. You notice our two comments uh, are, are different in this respect. Uh, I believe the first, Donovan said that uh, China's building more EVs than anybody else. And then... Uh, well, Larry's, Guy Larry said that one, but yeah. Yeah, or then it was vice versa. But the fact is, uh, I don't know how many EVs they're building, but uh, the Chinese are buying Teslas. And uh, 
that uh, the, the, the vehicle of choice for the Chinese car buyer, and the Chinese car buyer, there are a lot of them now because they're very affluent, a lot of middle class, upper middle class, and, and billionaire Chinese now, and they're buying the hell out of Teslas uh, because it's a better car. Mm -hmm. so, so the Chinese are, might be building a lot of EVs, uh, one one point two million in 2018. Yeah. So three years ago. So that's up going up quite a bit. Now the other thing is, uh, we get hung up on, on EV, electric vehicle. You know, electric vehicles have been around for you know. Uh, I think General Motors had an all electric vehicle uh, 20 years ago. So uh, you know, just because a car runs entirely on yeah. electricity, it, does, it went about 20 miles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, what we're really talking about is is huh. autonomous electric vehicles. That's where. Uh, the future is now. Uh, your your uh, uh, people that are worried about contamination of the planet and and and, and uh, a clean planet are thinking electricity. But in reality, what's going to power uh, the sale of electric vehicles is the autonomy. And uh, you know, right now, uh, Tesla has a totally autonomous vehicle. Uh, this is interesting. And uh, Stu is is currently being. Uh, Evaluated, evaluated uh, with his Tesla, and uh, they have uh, you have to they you have to give Tesla permission to monitor your vehicle and you when you drive it. So every time Stu gets in his car, and I just signed up. Every time I get in my Tesla, uh, they say, "How do you drive?" If you drive safely, in two uh, weeks, and after two weeks, and uh, you get a, a passing score from Tesla, they turn on total autonomy. And then that's a very smart thing to do because, you know, what they're doing is if you're a wacko and you're going to be in your back seat uh, playing uh, chess with your brother and letting the car drive by itself, we, they don't want you in the car having an accident, uh, giving bad publicity and possible liability uh, to uh, Tesla. So they want conscientious, careful drivers. I just, it's a stroke of genius doing that. And uh, so back on the, the main point here is that total autonomy is at least 10 years off. Electric vehicles, you know, you, uh, almost anybody can build all electric vehicles today, but you want an electric vehicle that has the uh, tremendous advantage of autonomy, because autonomy means safety, uh, convenience, uh, a whole lot of things. Human beings are unsafe drivers. Computers are safe drivers. Now, you can have a lot of accidents with computers, but far less than you're ever gonna have with a human being. Uh, computers don't get drunk. Uh, they don't uh, play with their iPhone. They don't put their makeup on when they're driving. They don't eat their lunch while they're driving. Uh, computers focus on the road at all times. So that is what the future holds. So that's where Tesla is head and shoulders above China or anybody else. They're the by far the number one. They call them the EV maker, but they're really the number one autonomous EV maker. Well, just for argument's sake, I'm just saying, the in the state of Ohio, when the first two cars got on the roads in the state of Ohio back a hundred and some years ago, the entire state, only two cars, and what did they do? They crashed together. They <laughs> ran into each other. They were the only two cars <laughs> in the entire 
state, oh, so, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and they ran into each other. There's a message there somewhere, Rick, but we'll... Uh, because people were behind the wheels. I'll remember that while I'm uh, having yeah, That was the message. That'll be a question I'll ask you yeah, in a moment. Human, human operated vehicles. Yeah. Are yeah. Going, yeah, they couldn't. <laughs> okay, uh, excuse me, Stu. I have a question uh, for the recovering car dealer. Um, in the 21st century, uh, would you say, let's see, I want to be careful how I phrase this, uh, would you say that there is a, a whole lot of that, uh, well, participation uh, with uh, the driver and the mirror? Uh, also be careful what I classify that mirror as, uh, that uh, there's a, a makeup application going on, uh, or, or do you think that uh, things have changed a bit? I think that people do just about everything in a car now. They Part of the problem with uh, not focusing on the road is there's so many instruments that you have to focus on. So whatever your distraction may be, it's available to you in a car. You can uh, you can watch the uh, blinking lights. You can you play can video games in your Tesla. Video, you can play video games. So you know, anything that is tempting a human being, well, let's face it, if you're on a long trip, it's boring. I mean, well, if, you ta- if you're on the turnpike and there's not a whole lot of traffic, yeah, it's right boring. Sir. Thank you, Rick. Uh, to uh, your answer yeah. uh, and you know we're all entitled to our own opinion uh, but the whole makeup thing uh, I really think excuse me let me rephrase this I know that the main distraction on the road for women and men is the cell phone and uh, we're in a society now where it's uh, and I'm gonna, this isn't just a loose term it's mandatory. It doesn't matter whether you're in a bathroom, you're in a car, you're in a bathtub, uh, you're uh, on a tightrope. The telephone is major. And until society decides what's important and what's not important, well, there's going to be a whole lot of uh, whatever's going on on the road. But to my you know point earlier, I, I just, uh, somebody call and correct me. I don't think makeup is a major factor. Well, I'm sorry that okay. I, I didn't mean to offend the female audience out there. I, I don't know I whether you did or not. Uh, they're, somebody they're hand, call. Uh, and there are a lot of men that wear makeup. So it's a matter of, uh, it's a matter of, uh, there is, society has answered the question, autonomy, because you can do anything you want in a car that's totally autonomous. I mean, uh, you can play chess, you can play video games, you can put your makeup on, you can eat your lunch, uh, you can use your cell phone, uh, you can you can text. Uh, that's what uh, human beings want to do. They want to do what they want to do, and they don't want to have to have to focus on getting from point A to point B. You want to get in your car and say, take me to Walgreens. Get in your car and say, Take me to uh, uh, the drugstore. Take me to Publix, and it takes you there. And you can do whatever, whatever I, you I'd want. I'd rather just send the car for me. Yeah, say, yeah, you can do that. You can go to Publix and get my groceries. I'm exactly. going to stay here and exactly. just keep watching the show. I'm, I'm, I'm staying focused. Um, exactly. What we need to do is pick and choose. And there's a time and a place for everything. You want to create a danger zone? Go ahead. You want to create a safety zone? Go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, what do you think about the conversation? 877-960-9960. Speaking of women, let's go straight to Zoe, who's a first-time caller from St. George Island. Good morning, Zoe, Hi, and welcome. Can you hear me? Hi, can you hear me? Yep, we, we can. hear you. Hi. Um, 
first of all, I've never put on my makeup in the car, but I've definitely seen other women do it. Um, but that's not why I called. I actually had a question. Um, we put in an order for a 2021 uh, Ford Mustang Mach-E. And um, we know that the 2022 is coming out now. And I didn't know if you think it would be worth it to cancel the order for the 2021 um, based on like whatever new features the 2022 has. And then also um, if we would maybe be able to jump the line a little bit if they're making the 2022s in like a different facility and if we get our order in quickly. Zoe, I don't know uh, much about Fords and I don't know when the 2022 will come out or what the uh, equipment is uh, my my general answer would be yes it would make a lot of difference I, uh, all things being equal uh, you're probably economically much better off in the 2022 this late in the year I see uh, Stu googling something and, over there and, and Zoe while Stu's uh, uh, Google, uh, googling or uh, looking whatever uh, Zoe Zoe, uh, Zoe uh, my point here is that between the 20 21 and the 2022 um, I, I would definitely take a look at the features that uh, were in that 21 uh, versus the 22 and also uh, in this climate right now uh, the cost of a vehicle uh, is uh, you got to mortgage the house uh, so that's that's my take right. I'll let uh, I'll ask Stu to uh, give us uh, his point of view uh, and what he thinks um, no, I was looking up something for a, a texter that just came in, so I, I kind of missed some of that. Oh, there. okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I, th I think the depreciation on the 2021, when you uh, would have the 2022 available, would pretty much offset any advantage uh, to buying the 2021. I think you'd better to stick with the 2022. Okay. Okay. Thank you. And, uh, and Zoe, uh, you did uh, give the uh, control room your contact information for me to send that check out to you oh yes i got your email so i can send it to you right away okay great uh, zoe i have a question for you before you go um in the beginning of your conversation you commented on the um uh, makeup mirror um would yes. you say that there are um more people that uh, are on their cell phones on the road or putting makeup on oh i would definitely say cell, cell phones, phones. Thank Absolutely. you. I have I have seen it. I've seen the lipstick in like my rear view mirror someone putting on lipstick, but not like a full I don't think that they do their full makeup in the car very often. Yeah. Well, I think cell phones are definitely a bigger problem. There, we're we're all learning from our mistakes and uh, uh I I you know, I hope that uh, uh you know the people out there that are on the road realize uh that what they're driving and how much it weighs and how they have to stay focused and stay off of their cell phones and it doesn't matter to me whether you're on a bluetooth or or, or where the hell you are uh, you're on a road there's people all around you and they can predict what move you're going to make nor can you predict their next move so it's best to stay focused that's my take right. on driving on the road not to say i haven't made some mistakes so thank you zoe and have a wonderful weekend and enjoy the fifty dollars all right, thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay, we're going to get back to Stu. He's got some information. Well, actually, I got a, a pretty funny story. Speaking of, it, it reminded me is when John brought up the uh, the last hurrah, the last 
the death throes of the manufact the gas car manufacturers putting out these like super powerful cars. The new uh, the new uh, Corvette that, that came out I think in 2021. What is it? What's the model of it? It's like uh, CX6. Yeah, it's it's super fast, awesome Corvette. Everybody wants a big wait time to order one and all that. Well, Agent Lightning's brother. Um, put an order in for a, uh, a, a new uh, Corvette uh, earlier this year, and he's been waiting patiently for months. Um, like everything else, everything's in order, especially like a high-demand vehicle like this. He's going to pay all the money for I think he's paying MSRP. And uh, he gets a call um, a couple of days ago from the dealer. This is up in Pennsylvania. He gets a call from the dealer and says, your Corvette's arrived at the dealership, and, and we're sorry that we have to do this to you, but we're going to have to add another $5,000 to the price. A lot has changed since you ordered the car. Wow. And they gave him basically 24 hours to, to let him know, and he's leaning towards doing it. Um, and he, because he knows that the second they've got people lined up, they have 30 people guaranteed that are saying, I'll take it at any price. Yep. So he's, he's, de- he's debating, well, he's, he's probably made his decision by now, but that's just insane. Well, the message to, to that is when you do order a car, be sure to get uh, a signed buyer's order. He did. Oh, he did? Well, yeah, but he then, didn't take then deliveries. He, then, he needs, then he needs to get a lawyer. Yeah, well, it doesn't, he didn't take delivery. It's not a contract until he's actually signed in. So oh, no, no. That's not true. Uh, well, yeah, he should no. get a lawyer then. Yeah, it, it, it's a, you know, a contract is a contract. Dealers will have you believe that you have to take delivery. And uh, taking delivery is also uh, uh, another nail in the coffin of selling a, a vehicle or any product because that gives consideration. But a signed contract is a legal document that if you have a lawyer you would win that but usually on orders they don't do buyer's orders that doesn't even come out it's just an order to deposits given yeah it's just a worksheet there's nothing binding i would i would never order a car without a signed contract uh if i were a consumer they don't have a van when you order it though you can't do that yeah negan one says the ford raptor r model is coming out next year a v8 is supposed to be over 750 horsepower their last big hurrah before the electrics take over so in 10 years all we're going to have is electric cars and 1000 horsepower monster vehicles <laughs> yep oh boy <laughs> all right let's get back to some text here um i'm getting a phone call all right so we have one here from steve in new jersey it says good morning earl uh this is steve from new jersey regarding the car chip shortage from what I've read, the chip manufacturers may be at odds with the car manufacturers. Intel's chairman recently stated that chip manufacturers do not want to invest in less profitable large chip production needed by cars, uh, but rather uh, wants car manufacturers to adopt the use of readily available but potentially unreliable microchips used in cell phones. It looks to me like this chip shortage may not disappear anytime soon. Is your opinion still the same as it was earlier in the year? We talked about the different chip sizes last week. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's an opinion, and I, uh, I just have been uh, watching things for a long, long time, and um, meaning uh, manufacturing and supply and demand, and uh, I've seen it over and over and over again. Uh, the most recent example that, in my personal experience as a Toyota dealer, uh, was with the Toyota Supra, and the Toyota Supra uh, it was introduced, and I, I predicted that when it came out. That dealers would be charging thousands and thousands of thousands. Now this is before the COVID crisis. So before the COVID crisis, when the car demand was normal, the new Supra came out, and people were paying ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars over sticker price to buy the Supra. And I said, for God's sake, don't do it. We were selling our Supras at sticker, and we were making a lot of money. 
and people were paying even more than that. Six months later, and uh, Stu can probably give me the exact number, we were discounting the Supra considerably. So uh, the guy that went out there and paid $10,000 over a sticker, he probably paid a $15,000 profit or more to the dealer, and he could have paid a $1,000 profit or $2,000 profit if he'd have waited six months. So supply and demand, supply and demand. When you have high supply, the demand is going to fill the gap. When you have low supply, vice versa, it's just a matter of economics. So, yes, I think the, the chip shortage, uh, the, the chip manufacturers are going to be pouring on the coal to increase the production, and they'll overdo it. They'll overrun production, and therefore supply will soar, demand will meet supply, and prices will plummet. And I think it'll happen in the next three or four months. Yep. Okay, Doke. Uh, what else we got? We got a, we have anonymous feedback we haven't gotten to. Let's see. Okay, is there a chance? Oh, this is same same kind of question. Is there a chance that you're wrong about the next six to twelve months about the market? People's savings are at all time highs, and they can't wait to spend it on cars. It's inflation. Well, you know, it's uh, if you follow the stock market, it's a good example. Uh, the market's going up and up and up until it doesn't. <laughs> and then the market goes down and down and down until it doesn't. Everything goes in cycles. And, uh, you know, if you're in the stock market right now, you got a big grin on your face, you got a lot of money in your 401k, and, you, and your, and your uh, broker is your hero and your friend. And X number of months, note I said X, and X number of months, your portfolio is going to plummet. And uh, your 401k is going to plummet. And then a lot of people are going to get emotional and react and bail out. And then it's going to go back up again. So <laughs> everything goes in cycles. Right now, the microchip shortage is never going to be over. And um, maybe you're trying to rationalize why you should pay too much money for a car. And the same thing is going to be like this a year from now. Uh, you have to accept the fact that I, you know, it's my opinion, and I, I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. I, I'm repeating myself, but you could either have an opinion or be incredibly wishy-washy. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. not what we do on this show. Yeah, it might be better or it might be yeah, worse. It might be. Yeah, but I tell you what I think, and what I think, if I'm wrong, then I'll say yeah. I'm wrong. Uh, I think you should wait until December uh, to buy a car, and, uh, and 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 if you can wait till January, February, March, it'd be even better. But prices are going to be a lot better in December. Yeah, and we we it's still uh, it's still a question whether or not um, at the end of the year when the manufacturers really pile on the incentives, they've been pulling back, but they they depend on the end of the year. So whatever whatever they can muster in terms of production, they're going to want to move those cars quickly. Yeah. So um, it's going to be a much better deal in December. Happy Christmas, Merry yeah. Christmas to everybody. Okay, uh, here's a question uh, for us in particular, anonymous feedback. It says, can you discuss how your new car inventory and website um, are working? It says there's 73 new RAV4s that says they're inbound, um, but a salesperson told me they were sold. Uh, then when I asked about several other models that showed, showed in stock inventory, um, the person checks that those cars have been sold too. Several days later, uh, the sold units were on sale on your website. I know times are strange in the car business, but how am I supposed to know what's actually available to actually purchase? Although this is very frustrating, I still want to thank you for all your honesty and integrity. Well, we're kind of at the mercy of what our website and inventory computer feeds will permit us to do. 
So um, when car dealers ran out of cars on the lot, they wanted to be able to show the cars they had incoming. And these are all marked on our website as in, inbound cars. Unfortunately, it, until they're actually delivered to the customer, they don't get reported, so they don't come off the website. So that's why we have a, uh, it says incoming, please check for availability. Not all of them are, are sold, but a lot of them are. So um, we, we're kind of caught between a rock and a hard place. We either shut down our website um, or we show what's, what is available. And in some cases, some might be already spoken for. Well, you just told me something I didn't know, and uh, I own the dealership. But uh, uh, what we should do is we should have a disclosure of some kind. There is. There is. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 well, the disclosure should be maybe bigger and more obvious. We're, because we're, yeah, we are kind of, we're, yeah. we're, we, are, we did the best we absolutely can yeah. uh, to, to make it as clear as possible, but okay. we, are, we are limited by by technology. If, yeah. if, if I could just have so, a magic wand, it would be a lot, it would be a lot better. So, so if the texter had, uh, had looked closer, he would have seen it says It says inbound, and when you click on into the listing, it says, please check about availability, because that's, that's the best yeah. we can do is put and yeah. say, just call. It, it could, uh, yeah, well, we'll talk about it later, but I think maybe we should make it a little bit more direct. But go on. Let's move on. Okay. Um, let's see. Do you want me to read um, a couple of crazy um, anonymous feedback about um, vaccines in our dealership? Uh, I think I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, they're, go they're, ahead. They're because long, yeah, I, as long as everybody in, in the studio promises not to go on and on about okay, I promise about vaccines because we we had one of those earlier. Uh, Rick and I were talking about it, and we talked too much about it. But uh, yeah, let's. I just want. I like to do the anonymous feedbacks to prove we're not afraid to read anything. Yeah. But I don't want to get hung up well, and they, waste they, time. These on are it. full of, of untruths and misinformation, yeah. including claiming that Canada has banned the Moderna vaccine, which is not true. As a matter of fact, Canada worked out a deal with Moderna to increase um, importation of, of the vaccine. Yeah. But here we go. Anonymous feedback. Dear Earl, I find it really disappointing to find out that you treat your unvaccinated employees as second-class citizens. Um, science tells us that uh, natural immunity from past infections is better than the vaccine. Science also tells us that the vaccine's effectiveness wanes after three months and is gone after six months. But science doesn't tell us either of those things. Do you really expect your employees to pump this chemical in themselves every six months? For a guy who likes, I don't know what chemicals they're talking about. I'm sorry, I won't comment. For a guy who likes to promote himself as being fair, this is employment apartheid. And if you paid attention to the science, you would learn that young men are getting myocarditis, which is not reversible. Neither is death from COVID uh, from these vaccines. Did you know Canada is forbidding the Moderna vaccine? False information, fake news. I didn't take you as a socialist kind of guy, but Earl, I was wrong. Uh, Earl's about as far from a socialist as I've ever met in my life. <laughs> wow. All right. All right, huh. have at it. Socialist. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I'm, I'm going to answer it, then we'll stop Take it. Fake information. No, we'll stop it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, Sue hit it on it's fake news. You know, uh, uh, I think any time you, you see anything, whether it's on social media or a newspaper, uh, TV, uh, whatever it is, Facebook, you need to sit, check sources. And uh, when someone cites a news source, say, what is the name of the news source? And if you get a, something that is uh, trustworthy, and we all know the role of Lee Trust, nothing is totally trustworthy, but if it's something you never heard of before, which the information this uh, uh, texture had, uh, you know, there's no conventional, normal news source that would verify any of that. All you have to do is Google it. So anyway, uh, thanks for the opinion, and I don't hate you for saying it. You're wrong. And I disagree with you, but I respect your right to say it. And please keep the uh, anonymous feedback coming because that's why we have anonymous feedback. Never be afraid. Uh, I won't make fun of you. I won't uh, 
I won't say anything bad about you. I'll just say I disagree yeah. with you. I'm not as nice. Uh, this chucklehead also sent about four other <laughs> um, anonymous feedbacks, all filled with s- and just brimming with false and stupid information. But <laughs> hey, well, hey, okay. listen, you got your you had your day on the radio, so uh, we read it out loud. Yeah. Okay. All one right. of the uh, one of the ac- accusations when you uh, get the vaccine, uh, did you read this? Uh, whenever you got a text. Uh, that when you're getting that vaccine, they're putting a chip in you, yeah, yeah. so they can follow. Yeah, they, no. you get chips, chips in your cell phone. They, that's that's much cheaper. And you're paying for it. Um, okay, they don't put chips anymore because of the microchip shortage. Right, you're yeah. safe now. That's wait, wait a minute. That's why we have a chip shortage. <laughs> they're all in everybody's arms. Yeah, <laughs> I we're, have a chip. Okay, in my we're dog. not going to talk about. Yeah, no, I know, but I guess yeah, okay, text yeah. Um, we have a text from Robbie. Robbie uh, texted us last week um, from store um, about uh, this. He says, "Good morning. We have a BMW with milky white headlights." Can they be cleaned or they need to be replaced? Thank you. Your show's the best. Um, they can be cleaned and don't do it at a dealership because they charge like $150 to do it. You can buy a kit on Amazon for 15 bucks, maybe 12 bucks, mm-hmm. and you just rub it off. It's like a little compound that cleans off the... Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you can go to Consumer Report and you can get yeah. all that information yeah. and you about don't cleaning to, your headlights. Yeah, and you definitely don't have to get new headlights. And with all of those kits, remember the most important thing... The more effort you put into it, the better it's going to come out, the better the outcome. You reap what you sow. Yep. It's open. Oh, it is open. Uh, Quick note here from Mikey. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's kind of Mike, but he's got his face in there. He says, Earl, I just wanted to say when I was looking to buy a used vehicle back in 2015, I came across your YouTube channel, and after watching many videos, I left feeling like an empowered buyer. I now recommend your channel to anybody I know who's going through the car buying process. We aims to please. How nice. Thank you. So for every one of the guys out there that are complaining about, you know, our issues with the vaccine, whatever, there are other people out there that are finding good information. What we're trying to provide is how to help them buy a car and they're being successful at it. Absolutely. Nice balance for sure. Okay, I have a text, but I hate to answer my own question, so Nancy will read a text, and I will answer the text. Uh, This right here? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have a question. My husband and I are looking to trade both cars in. We have car notes on both of them. On one vehicle, (coughs) should we sell the cars outright, or should we trade them in on one vehicle? Well, I know one place that they should go, but I'll uh, give yeah, this I, back I, to you. I, yeah, I would say that Let you, answer. You, you don't want to trade either car in unless you have the actual best valuation on your cars. Uh, your trade-ins are worth more today than they'll be hmm. worth in a long, long time, and uh, it's a great time to sell or trade a car if you get the top dollar. Uh, you need to check with Carvana. We buy any car.com, uh, CarMax. Uh, there are a number of sources, independent sources. Uh, Varoom, V-A-R-O-O-M.com. A lot of sources out there to get and check prices that are quite high. Yeah. If a dealer can give you that amount in a trade-in, then it's okay to trade in. I would, uh, I would uh, maybe trade one car in or two cars based on yeah. what I what I could get. We were talking about that earlier, yeah. and uh, you're sitting on a. Well, a gold mine. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. We buy any car.com. Wow. Yeah. Get out there, show them that car, and go to the bank. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay, where are we now? Well, do we have time? Uh, 
It's 9.39. I think we're ready for the mystery shopping. I think we should, yeah. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know by now, uh, Jonathan has frozen the lines, uh, but uh, you're definitely welcome to vote on our mystery shopping report, and uh, we, we would appreciate it if you would vote on that mystery shopping report. And uh, did I give you two uh, mystery shopping reports this morning? You might have. It seemed pretty thick, but... Uh, okay. Uh, the mystery shopping report uh, that uh, Earl's going to get to right now is from Wallace Volkswagen, and it is a doozy. It's, uh, it, you can, uh, what am I trying to say, 772-497-6530, and you can vote. Okay, here we go. As Nancy said, this is uh, Wallace Volkswagen in Stewart, Martin County. Uh, that's in southeast Florida for you folks all over the world. And uh, we took a refreshing new direction in our shopping report. We concluded our six-week series of Mazda Mystery Shops. We really did our, our job with Mazda, and I hope we did a lot of good for you folks out there who are thinking about buying Mazdas. Uh, and now we changed, uh, changed tracks, and uh, we're back. Uh, we, in fact, with Mazda, this is a really cool part. We haven't done this ever before. We did South Florida. We did Nashville, and we did uh, Pittsburgh. I mean, how cool is that? So we've really got a wide spectrum and in, in opinions of uh, different dealers in different parts of the country. So uh, here we are, and we're back in Florida again, and we went to a direct mail ad. Direct mail ads are the usually uh, some of the worst because they fly beneath the regulator's radar. Uh, you don't get a whole lot of attention except for the people that you're trying to deceive and cheat <laughs> with direct mail because you mail the letter and you know who's getting it. You're not going to send a direct mail unscrupulous bait and switch letter to the attorney general of the state or to a consumer office of affairs but a business bureau. You send it to who you want to. So we are all us folks playing and did this direct mail ad uh, in Stewart, Florida, Martin County, Southeast Florida. Uh, lately, Agent Lightning has been conducting um, an, an improvised style of mystery shopping. Uh, she goes into dealerships, gets a read of the situation and personalities involved, then goes where the events take her. It's impromptu, spontaneous, like jazz. I like that. That's kind of just exactly the way jazz is. You kind of do your thing. Things are different when we investigate a specific ad. We have a goal in mind. We uncover the ruse. Of course, we usually have a high degree of certainty of what the ruse is before we even set foot in the dealership. Most of the tricks we see are some variation of the same tricks. I mean, every now and then we get a new one, but it's been a long time because, uh, I, let me tell you, for 50, 60 years, car dealers have been working on them, and they pretty much got all the good ones figured out, and they use them over and over and over. This was a case with a direct mail ad that came from Wallace Volkswagen. The letter was promoting the Time Is Now sales event. Now that, that's original. And it promised teeny-weeny print up to <laughs> 140% over Kelly Blue Book value, up to. Uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of words like that, and they use them all the time. I, I Quickly, I Googled uh, virtually is another one of my favorites. Right. And I, I then I went to virtually synonyms on Google, and here, these are synonyms, and these are, and you car dealers are out there, take notes. Basically, these are synonyms, well, basically synonyms for virtually. 
basically, essentially, <laughs> nearly, practically, around, fundamentally, implicitly, in effect. We're so, going to implicitly give you 140%, but not explicitly. Yeah. But anyway, uh, write these down. You can use these in your fine print or even in your big print because, you know, people uh, run over them and they don't think about it. Uh, things are different. We'll investigate a specific ad. Okay, we did that. Uh, okay. The letter appeared to come from a general manager, this direct bail piece from, from uh, Volks uh, Volkswagen and Wallace Volkswagen. Uh, Eddie Momeni was the... Uh, uh, supposedly general manager and even included appeared to be a check for $6,461 I like that amount too you know a thousand or five thousand sounds believable $6,461 for authorized assistance and I've got a picture of the check here and I'm not going to take the time to show it but it looks real legitimate now the disclosures there in the fine print says this is not a check but when you see it you got to open the envelope. You got to look at it. And some people even try to cash these things because they think they're real checks. Yeah, the, it the, actually happens. The numbers yeah. on the bottom look exactly like your routing and checking account number. It's the same yeah. computer print. I mean, the ultimate in deception. The gist of the letter was that they desperately needed vehicles and were willing to pay top dollar, which is probably true. All dealers are desperately needing uh, used vehicles and new. Um, but not 140% over Kelly Blue Book. And, you know, Kelly Blue Book is on the market pretty much. Uh, and uh, they are, the Kelly Blue Book money is reflecting the very, very high value of cars. Yeah. So when you say 140% over current Kelly Blue Book, uh, it ain't going to happen.com. Hmm. Like I mentioned earlier, we had a pretty good idea of what to expect, but history has proven again and again that any mystery shop can be unpredictable. Uncovering the truth requires a flesh and blood agent in the field boots on the ground. The woman wearing these boots is Agent Lightning. I have a picture, a mental picture, <laughs> of Agent Lightning with boots. These boots are really made good. for wearing walking. Com combat boots. <laughs> yeah, boots are made for walking. <laughs> and here's what they're going to do. Nancy Sinatra, right? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Okay, here's the report. I arrived at lunchtime, and I'm Agent Lightning. I arrived at lunchtime, was greeted by Thalia, as I wanted the selection of Volkswagen's up front near the entrance. She was unmasked. Oh, gee, there we go again with a mask. Philly asked how she could help, and I told her I'd like to trade in my 2018 VW Atlas for something newer, smaller, and with better gas mileage. We walked inside, and Philly led me to her office area. We sat down, and as Philly began to collect my info, I interrupted and asked her if she could wear a, ma a face mask covering while we worked together. I highly recommend that. Don't be timid, folks. Mm -hmm. I did that the other day. I had an inspector come out to our home, and... Uh, and knocked on the door, and uh, I opened the door, no mask. I said, are you vaccinated? He said, no. He said, I, but I had COVID. I said, that doesn't matter. Stay outside. I mean, you've got to assert yourself, mm -hmm. but I digress. Uh, she returned in a minute with a mask, and we continued. I'd been there over a year ago, so my information was on the computer. We talked about the car. I wanted and settled on a new Jetta. Unfortunately, there were only two in stock. No surprise. I expressed my disappointment at the limited selection and failure gave me another lengthy explanation of the global chip shortage. I mean, what what a uh, aid to car salespeople today to get all the money for a car. Oh, yeah. they, they really have a legitimate excuse. And for, they for, use for the it. first time in 120 years. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I asked her if I could see the two Jettas they had, and she said she'd run get the keys and be right back. Thalia uh, led me outside. The Jettas were parked near each other. 
I chose the Pricer Sportier white one with red brake calipers. The MSRP was 33240 and there was an addendum label on the windshield. It added $995 for a Southeast Regional Adjusted Market Value. Boy, that sounds official. Mm. I mean, that's got to be okay, right? Uh, a $199 pinstripe, that's kind of obvious. I mean, that's one hell of an expensive pinstripe. Yeah. And it cost the dealer <coughs> 50 bucks, maybe. $12. <laughs> $12. Yep. And another $2,800 for limited availability. Now, my question would be, if I were going to be uh, confrontational, I'd say, wait a minute, you got a you got a $9.95 for a Southeast regional market value. Is the adjusted market value because of the limited availability? And then you just charged me another $2,800. But I wouldn't be. Well, um, it was limited, then it got <laughs> even more limited, and then we yeah, added right, that. Right. The, the Wallace dealer list price, the, the, the Wallace dealer list price was $37,234. Okay, fell gas for my driver's license. Disappeared inside to get a license plate. She's back in a minute or two, and then we took a test drive up US-1. It was fun. Well, he spent the time educating me on the new car. Once uh, back at the dealership, she asked me if I liked it and if I wanted to move forward with the purchase. I said, let's go for it. Before we got out of the car, I asked her about the significant markup over MSRP. Failure uh, replied by telling me that the sales manager on duty is the best and that uh, she's sure he'll be able to, uh, between my trade and the purchase price, give me a great deal. We went back to Thelia's office and she pulled out an iPad. She said that in order to get me the best deal, she needed to know if I would qualify for additional rebates. She asked if it would be okay to ask me some questions. I said, sure. So here were the questions. I love these. Listen, this is this will knock your socks off. Did I serve in the military? I mean... <laughs> Was I a first responder? Oh man, that is that is rough. Have I ever purchased from Wallace dealership before? And of course I hadn't. So I got a no, no, no. Okay, I'm not a fireman. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not in the Marines, <laughs> and I and I haven't bought a car from you before. Okay, so let's keep going. Then I currently own a Volkswagen. Oh yes, I got one. Okay, now I get the, I get a discount. Was I a recent college graduate? Uh, come on, come on. Uh, no. Did I receive coupon? How, how many people are recent college graduates, percentage-wise? One-tenth of one percent? Yeah. One-hundredth of one percent? Yeah. It, recent. It's, it's basically every 23-year-old <laughs> in the country. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, uh, most 23-year-olds are not. I know, I know. Yeah. Did I receive a coupon code from Wallace in the Mail? Yes. Okay. What did I do for a living? Uh, I'm a realtor. And actually... And there is. Yeah. <laughs> it turned out later on. Yeah. <laughs> At least they said it was a, a realtor rebate. A realtor rebate. What? A, Thalia told me she had everything she needed and asked for me uh, for my keys to the 2018 VW Atlas to get it appraised. I handed them over, and she said she would be back soon uh, with some numbers. I waited 13 minutes, and Thalia returned to ask me what monthly payment I wanted to be at. I told her I was concerned with the out-the-door price, not the monthly payment. Correct answer. Never let them switch you to that monthly payment. Uh, you end up paying a lot more money when you do that. I said that I had an excellent credit, so I decided to finance. I would know I would qualify for the best rates they had. Failure so thanked me and left again. She returned again after another 10 minutes to ask why the check engine light was on in my Volkswagen. <laughs> I said I bought it in several times for the same thing. It was undetermined. Failure so thanked me and left. I waited 
and then waited some more. Finally, I decided to roam around and look for her. I could see her in an office with a sales manager. She was on the phone. I walked over and told both of them that I'd been waiting to get a price for over 40 minutes, and I'm getting annoyed. The sales manager said he would have everything ready in a few minutes, so I returned to Thalia's office. I waited another six minutes, and Thalia came over with a worksheet. Okay. The selling price was Wallace's uh, big fat inflated list price, $37,234. They took off a $1,000 discount, which comprised of the $500 VW owner's loyalty rebate and $500 for being a realtor. <laughs> they finally paid off. Yeah, I mean, I, realtor. I mean, yeah. what if I was a plumber? Is there a plumber? I, I don't know. They gave me a $23,000 for my car, which is exactly what Stu, uh, you know, who was our spy master general, uh, told me it was worth. The trade difference was 13234 to which they added, here we go, 799 dock fee, hidden fee, sales tax, and non-tax fees. With the addendum items and the dock fee, Wallace was selling this 2021 VW Jetta for $4,793 over sticker, over MSRP. As I studied the worksheet, Lance, the unmasked sales manager, everybody was unmasked, I came over and enthusiastically asked me if we had a deal. I left and said, no way. Lance asked why, and I told him there was no way I was paying over MSRP. Then I pulled out the mailer, and so the numbers just don't make sense to me. I told him that I had looked up my trade value on Kelly Blue Book, and it was 21442 140% over Kelly Blue Book would be 30000 not 23000 uh, Lance said in a pleading, give me a break sort of a way, that he really didn't have much room to move on the price. He excused himself, said he'd see what he could do. Thalia stood up to follow him and told me she'd uh, get him to put a mask on. Okay, good for her. Uh, they both returned seven minutes with a new worksheet. Lance was now wearing a mask. He put the worksheet down on the desk and went to take a picture. Lance snatched the worksheet. I love that. Snatched it. So I, I couldn't include my info in the picture, just the car information and price. Of course, he doesn't want you to shop Wallace's price with the competition. Or oh, he doesn't want you to come back and say this is for exactly. her, right? Exactly. I don't know what that came from. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't allowed to take a picture of everything attached uh, me to the deal. Interesting, uh, and that's why. Dealers hate competition. Uh, this time there was a $1,600 discount instead of 1000 Gave down a little bit. And now they were showing me uh, 24 5 for my trade, a little bit more, but not much. Certainly not 140% for Kelly. All of the addendum garbage and dealer fee was still added, so we're still at a sky-high, rocket-high price. I'm trying to lick my finger through my mask here. Third the page, yeah. Here we go. Lance F, if I was ready to get into finance and sign in, I said I was still pretty far away from making a decision. I said I need to get another appraisal or two on my atlas. Lance warned me that this was the last day of the month and they cannot guarantee the same deal tomorrow. Standard operating procedure. I said I'd take my chances. Okay, bait and switch. What do we say? How do we vote? Uh, we're going to listen to you at home. Uh, hope we have some votes that have come in now. And uh, let's go to uh, anybody that wants to start. See, I don't have any grades coming in right now. Um, but I'm leaning to give them a low passing grade. Um, well, hold on a second. Let me I totally forgot that we have this the direct mail piece. A very low passing grade. Yeah. <laughs> That's a D minus. Yeah. That's, I mean, they're borderline F for me. 
because I, I, I wasn't even think, I was thinking, well, the price is high, it's over MSRP. It seems to be par for the course these days. Yeah. But this is the first uh, uh, direct mail piece we've investigated in a long time. Yeah, you've got a nice graphic here. I'll hold yeah. it up. You're not going to be able to see it too I don't well. like this. But uh, it's, it's, this direct mail is, uh, again, uh, professionally designed. I mean, uh, Wallace doesn't do this. They, they hire a company, and these people spend a lot of time coming up with legalized, in their minds, uh, deception. And uh, and some of it's uh, not legalized deception, uh, and they don't have to worry about getting in trouble because they don't send them to the attorney general, they don't send them to the state legislators, yeah. they don't send them to the authorities. They only send them to the people that they think, and they target their demographics so that they get, go to the most vulnerable people that they could possibly yeah. go to. Yeah, this the, the uh, I, th I think the experience wasn't unpleasant. I don't think they were bullies or they beat her up too bad, and, I, and they they were even willing. They came out and gave her another $2,100 discount, basically. They cut the deal, but it was still yeah. done in that same style. So that's why I'm not going to an F. But we have Bob um, gives him an F. Uh, Mark gives him a D. And I don't have Facebook up right now. So okay. there we go. That's, that's what I think. I've got Kyle in Pennsylvania says they get the plumber's surplus fee because this deal is <laughs> crappy. <laughs> uh, Mark Anderson, Mark from St. Louis, says F, Kit Kat, D minus. Negan, a big fat F plus. Kyle says he's confirming his F. I've got Tim Gilliland, too many old school tactics, a D. Brian Sedlaco, give me a break, D plus. Wayne Veit with a D minus. And I'm gonna agree with Stu on the F. Oh. That was just deceptive yeah, and a lot of games. Ask Negan if an F plus is the same thing as a D minus. <laughs> Nancy, what say you? Well, uh, I have a question for everyone. Um, with all these questions you're asked whenever you go into a dealership, whether you've uh, served in the military, uh, what do you do for a living, do they ever ask, do you have a living will? <laughs> well, because you're going to be on a... That's rhetoric. You're, you're going to be on life support when they get done with you, that's, that's why. That, yeah. That's where I was going. Uh, but you know me, I controversial. Love that. I love that, yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I am going to give them an F. I wouldn't uh, expect anything less. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go with a D minus. I, uh, I, I think that uh, here's what frustrates me and the reason I almost want to give them an F is you have a, you, know, you dealers out there, listen to all of you, and, and Bill Wallace or all the uh, dealers out there, you know, listening. You have a situation now for the first time in my memory in history, you have a good reason to charge a lot of money for every car. And you can do it openly and honestly because if you look a person in the eye and you only have two Volkswagen Jettas in stock and you say, this is the price, I'm sorry, uh, and you give them the real price, anything you want, okay? Uh, uh, MSRP, uh, $5,000 MSRP, $2,000 MSRP, you will sell that car because people are coming in and they're buying them. And that's the reason that these dealers have practically no cars in stock and sometimes they don't have any cars. So if, if you can sell a car with a real reason that won't come again, hopefully, <laughs> ever, but probably if it does, it'll be 100 years from now, 
I didn't do it. Just tell the truth and charge them all the money and say, this is the price. I'm sorry. We do it because of supply and demand. And if you don't buy the car, uh, there'll be somebody else that'll come in the door and tomorrow or maybe in an hour, well, and they will pay the price. Well said. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We walk the walk, and we would love to be in your company next Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Have a wonderful weekend. And Stu, Negan says, no, it's not the same as a D-minus. <laughs> I love Negan. <laughs> <laughs>